Hey guys, if you like listening to us, um, you can follow us on Twitter or email us. Follow us on Twitter at writer, W-R-T-R, bagel, B-A-G-E-L, basket, B-S-K-T, on Twitter, or email us, writersbagelbasket at gmail.com. We want to hear from you. We want to know what you want to do. Submit fan art. Submit a logo. Do anything, because we want to hear from you. And if you have show suggestions, email them. I want to rock at a reasonable level. Something that my grandma can like. I want something with a guy from Scientology and that chick from Watchmen no one likes. That sounds like Rock of Ages. A summer flop buster no one saw. So it's in the basket. The writer's bagel basket. Tear me apart, Lisa! You want to be a farmer? Here's a couple of acres. Sorry, Jeff. You lose. It was Professor Plow. I said Plow. The men you seek think you are dead, Kimosabe. We're going to pass you the start of the Bernoulli Convergenator. If he puts a car in fifth gear, he can jumpstart the whole thing. We don't have to be mean. Because, remember, no matter where you go, there you are. Hi, welcome to Writer's Bagel Basket. I'm Scott Kerland, and we are continuing Summer Flopbusters. So we've done everything from an action movie to a shitty tween movie to an indie darling. Now we are getting into it with a musical, and my co-host, the guest co-host, is a very good friend of mine, my close friend. Would you like to introduce yourself? Yes, hi. Mallory Savern here. Very excited to talk about this one. This is the second guest co-host who has a background in uh, community theater. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, David Prescott is a director of community theater, and you're a stage manager. I am. I occasionally get on stage. It's rare, but it happens. But yes, mostly stage managing. So you picked this movie. I did pick this movie. And for the record, I saw this movie in the theater twice. Why? <laughs> because it's so much fun. Uh. Okay, so <laughs> the movie is Rock of Ages, and let's go through our little history lesson. So, based on the Smash Jukebox musical that premiered in the, uh, the fall of 2005 of the same name, Rock of Ages was a summer bomb back in 2012. The film opened the same summer as the first Avengers movie, Prometheus, Men in Black, and The Dark Knight Rises. That's never a good sign, especially when your film is beaten at the box office by Madagascar 3. <laughs> this movie had absolutely no chance no. whatsoever. Um, Rock of Ages was directed by master choreographer Adam Shankman, who had success in 2007 with Hairspray and was clearly trying to replicate the same thing. He failed big time because the budget on this film, his budget for Hairspray was about 25, 30 million. This was $75 million. No. Yeah. It takes place in one room <laughs> and the film only made $59.4 million. It lost $25 million. As we always talk about with this, that doesn't even cover the marketing budget, which was humongous. This was a huge marketing campaign. Rock of Ages came too late in the movie musical game. The film that set the bar, Moulin Rouge, came out 11 years before. 
in 2001. Then Chicago, with which had co-star Catherine Zeta-Jones, who was in this film and in Chicago, came out in 2002, but it started to die off in 2008 with another jukebox musical, Mamma Mia. Four years later, apparently it was way too late, and huge stars like Tom Cruise, Catherine Zeta-Jones, Alec Baldwin, Paul Giamatti, Julianne Hough, Russell Brand, Brian Cranston, Will Forte, and uh, that kid from 90210. <laughs> Diego, uh, we can't say... Bonetta. I think it's Bonetta. Bonetta? Bonetta? I think Bonetta? Whatever. Uh, so let's talk about... Rock of Ages, if we must. Uh, I did not realize they spent that kind of money. And knowing how much they and spent... none of it is on the screen. I know. I was just going to say that. Knowing how much they spent, it's very clear that... Wow. None of wow. it. None of it is on the screen. And everyone looks miserable. <laughs> I would say... They don't look miserable. The only person who looks like they're having a good time is Julianne Hough and maybe Tom Cruise because he's... He's probably on space dust. And, okay, but he is, he is, I'm sorry, I loved him in this. He's it's, okay. It's, it's. He's okay. My thing with this movie is, is that it's, it's one of those movies that it's just, it's so much fun, but you know how bad it is. There's so many things in it that are tropey and cheesy and don't make any sense whatsoever. No. <laughs> <laughs> but it's still delightful. It's so bad. It's, it is bad. Okay. It is. It is very bad. Well, also, I I like the stage musical. This is like another one. Oh, another movie that was a bad uh, movie musical that bombed at the box office was um, Jersey Boys, which came out like around this uh, a year, uh, two years after this one did, same weekend, and it also tanked. Mm, I haven't seen that one. I think I think I probably enjoyed this movie better seeing as i'd never seen the stage musical because i'm sure that if i'd seen the stage musical then so yeah as i told you the stage musical russell brand's character is the mc yeah and he's sorely underused in the yeah, movie and because when i heard they casted russell brand in that role i was like perfect yes perfect because lonnie comes on and he's like hello and he's got like this very fake british accent which would go great with russell brand's real fake yeah. british accent and uh he is so wasted in this movie i gotta readjust myself right here <laughs> so that i can actually face you oh thank you yeah no problem um so in the actual musical it the stage musical it opens up with um what's his name with lonnie coming out and he's like I'm going to tell you the story of a lowly janitor and his lady love, like something stupid mm -hmm. like that. And it's fun. Like it gets you in. It's yeah. like, it's like cabaret where this, it's just like, Hey, we're going to start mid. Like it, it feels like they get you into it after you've missed like 20 minutes. Of yeah. I see what you're saying. I think, I think one of the things that the movie misses is that it's not, it's, it's not quite making fun of itself enough. Right. Because there's so many things in it where you're just you just want to roll your eyes. Tom Cruise has a monkey. <laughs> I mean, it's just there's there's see there are parts of it where it's it's it knows itself like that, but then there are other moments where it doesn't, where it just it isn't making fun of itself enough to to and, kind of wink at the audience. And like it, it has stars that are stars, but like you could tell they wanted other people, like especially for Alec Baldwin's character. Alec, oh my gosh, this this kills me. I, I think love Alec Baldwin. I, I love Alec Baldwin. I think when we were watching this the entire time, every time he was on there, I think I smacked a pillow in my face. 
I think it's the one you're sitting on. Pro- it probably is. And it's just, it's one of those where it's just, I have a, I have a serious problem with, with actors who, who can't actually perform the role that they're doing. Don't, don't keep them in the movie. There are plenty of people out there who can do it. I feel like he didn't want to do this, but he, he's like, ugh, I need to make money. Yeah, he's definitely phoning it in. Barely, barely he- phoning it in. Everyone is Cranston, Brian Cranston. Yeah, Brian Cranston. I mean, Brian freaking Cranston, and he could have done so much more with it, and it was sing. very disappointing. No, no, who would have actually been great as Dennis? As, um, well, I told you, Steve Carell was being considered. Um, I would have loved to see Steve Carell in this, but they wanted him and Seth Rogen as Lonnie. Oh no. Yeah, because I would have loved that. <laughs> no, 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 no. No, we no, no, We built no. this city. No, no, no. On rock you can, you can, and roll. You can stop now. I'll stop that. No, no. Um, But know who can sing really well? J.K. Simmons has an amazing... Really? <gasps> we want... Oh. Okay, so Lee and I did an episode for Musical March where we, we did the episode of Oz, which was a musical. They did a musical... And he has a beautiful voice. Wow. Like, he's got this very rich, velvety, baritone voice. That doesn't surprise me, considering he has such a lovely speaking voice. It doesn't surprise me at all. And I was like, oh, man, that would have been J.K. Simmons. That that I could see really well. I can't fight this feeling any longer. Yeah. And I think also, too, I, I don't understand when you have really talented actors like Brian Cranston and like Catherine Zeta-Jones singing in this. Catherine Zeta-Jones is a talented performer. Why didn't Cranston what? sing? He has a background in musical theater. Why didn't Cranston? Oh, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Why didn't Cranston sing? Yeah. People, are de- people were not used properly in this movie at all. And Will Forte is wasted. Oh, wasted. Oh. Because the news, the news yes. anchor in, in the stage show is like uh, reporting on, on like... So in in the show in the actual show the mayor doesn't have a have a part really he's like off stage it's two german developers um a father and son and the father is the Catherine Zeta Jones type role okay and he he's a land developer and he wants to build mini malls like a strip mall on the on the LA strip and uh his son falls in love with one of the girls who works in I think the character he falls in love with is the girl we said was exposition betty because <laughs> there's this one girl because who has no name yeah she's exactly like the girl has in... one line <laughs> she has the same line pretty much from like moulin rouge yeah I, because in moulin rouge it's oh isn't it weird that she would want wouldn't want to be with the handsome rich prince and she wants to be with the sitar player and then like in this it's like every time they get on stage and in that spotlight you're going to be out of here, chicky. <laughs> the the miscellaneous uh, female character who has no name or purpose other than to use one line to further the plot for one small, very specific Would purpose. you like to know who is being considered for the lead role? Or Well, the lead role is Drew in the, in the musical, and he's bumped for, uh, what's her name? Uh, Julianne Huff. I, I don't even remember. Oh, Sherry. 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 Um, so in the original show, it's Constantine Morosa from American Idol, and he was also um, in the Wedding Singer musical. And he has a cameo in this. He, yes. He's like, please put me in the movie. <laughs> I need work. I, I need work so bad. Um, and, and Amy Spanger. 
who is i don't know who that amy is. spanger is like her and her husband are like the toast to broadway okay or she used to be married to michael c hall okay yep 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 um before he left her for jennifer carpenter yes now i know who you're talking about and um so it was them and then it was carrie butler who was in hairspray the musical and so they were considering people like that they were gonna go with like stage people and then like for sherry's role they were considering taylor swift taylor swift chloe grace moretz okay and i can't remember the the other one i i think it was like oh it was anna kendrick duh Okay, I cannot see any of them doing this. I could this. see Anna Kendrick. Ma- Anna Kendrick is the only one. I could never see Taylor Swift but, at all. But I don't think Anna Kendrick was willing to dye her hair blonde. Which I, I don't understand why she'd have to. But consider well, considering considering it's the 80s and considering how crazy... Well, I will say this. that Just that, make her look like Kelly Kapowski. <laughs> but it's just, you know, the hair is so big in the 80s. It would have been very easy to get away with a wig. Yeah. Very easy. She just would have looked weird. Well, oh, Britney Snow was the other one too. Okay, see, Britney Snow, I could see. Yeah, I could see Britney Snow. Britney Snow, I could see. <laughs> and for him, for the only other person who's considered was Jamie Doran. No, Jamie Doran, Christian Gray. Christian Gray. I, I, He's too old looking. Yeah, that I don't know how to. I can't picture that at all. Also. You need someone who's kind of like baby faced. Well, that's the thing. I like, mean, they're supposed to be young kids. Well, You'd when I first saw this, I was like, oh, when I heard they were going to make this musical and I saw Adam Shankman, I was like, oh, he's going to cast Zac Efron. He loves Zac Efron. He always casts Zac Efron could do it. Zac Efron. I'd, and and I'd Zac understand. Efron was approached, but he's like, I don't want to keep doing musicals. And then he did Greatest Showman. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that That's one we need to talk on the bagel basket about. I have not seen that. It is. Well, you take someone who is an awful human human being like pt barnum yeah and you make him fun for the kids yeah well kids that's movie. like every disney movie ever this is fox <laughs> but he's it's a kids movie yeah pt barnum swindled millions of people out of millions of dollars yeah and like, you know abused animals and yes <laughs> he caged them up all right so this movie i i hate it I hate, you hate it? I hate this movie so much. You hate... It's that bad. It's so bad. I mean, I guess to me, it's... I recognize it as being a bad movie, but I still love it. Well, I love, the, I love the stage show. Like, they, they do... Yeah. In the stage show, they actually sing all of the songs, where in here, it's like music ADD. It's like, okay, we're going to sing this song, but we're bored now, so we're going to sing this song. Yeah. it's There's definitely not a, a good continuation of thematically song to song to tell the story and then also it gets a little confusing in terms of whether or not they're aware that they're singing well, and 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 um but performing songs that they're passing off as having written themselves well you pointed out yourself you said that you hate where because you love jukebox zero uh jukebox zero that's yeah. a different podcast <laughs> which is it. yeah jukebox zero is one of my favorite foreigner songs but it's ruined because, in this because they start doing i love rock and roll yeah and it cut and it cuts in between the scenes and i get they're trying to do a mashup but it's not a good mashup because the original song is so good i'm not trying to beat a dead horse here but this is where you needed your narrator. I know they didn't want to do like the high fidelity of like someone talking to the camera, but 
you needed someone talking to you needed a storyteller yeah someone to help with the continuity and help help move things along in some kind of logical I manner. mean I I hate Peter Rabbit I hate that movie so much but I will say the fact that they have Margot Robbie narrating it like it's a children's book made it better yeah like, slightly but this you need that narrator you needed you needed russell brand you have russell brand he's billed third and he's barely in the movie yeah which is an absolute travesty well he's in the movie but he's in the movie a lot but you forget he's in the movie because yeah. he's not saying his funny oh oh hi hi uh i think the the most russell brandism is when he he reveals that Catherine zeta jones <laughs> Yeah, uh, Catherine Zeta-Jones's whole plight is that she wants to get rid of Stacy Jacks because his music represents sex and violence and sex. And and the truth is, of course, that she was a Stacy Jacks groupie, and she's photographed on the album. And he gets to have his Russell Brandism. He's a, this lady who's about to who's showing her parts, and is about to take his porridge. <laughs> like that. That is a Russell Brandism. Yeah. Where, where. Everything else, he doesn't get to be himself. Well, not o- not only that, but most of the time when he's on screen, he's sharing screen time with Alec Baldwin. So all of his scenes are immediately being dragged down by his performance in this. Because Alec Baldwin's like, okay, it the really, check cleared today. It really, it's really annoying. It's like you have a job to do, do your job. So going back to the whole narrator thing, because in the the stage show, he's like, oh, I know what you're thinking. Things are really bad right now, but I promise you they're not. They're going to get better. Stay with me. And like, also, the guy who plays Lonnie in the show, he like goes into the audience and like he'll find like a little old lady and he'll start seducing her. (laughs) And like that, that's what you think of when you think of like Russell Brand. So like, how great would it be if he's like walking through the strip of LA and he's like, oh, hello, grandma. I'm like. Like just doing his whole Russell Brand. Yeah, kind of, and that's. I think I was talking about stuff um, in terms of winking to the audience of being knowing of itself. You know, that would be a perfect way to do it. Um, to especially help tie into the stage musical and do things like that. Same way, you know, kind of how Rocky Horror um, has uh, so many little little things in there as a wink to the audience Just everyone felt miscast even even when i heard tom cruise was playing Stacey. i was so surprised by that but i actually i thought he did a really good he job was in fine it. he was fine because he like he did the you know research and he he actually did the training and he went through yeah. it yeah because you said like he went to a vocal coach yep because they wanted originally for stacy jacks they wanted johnny depp hmm. they wanted johnny depp but he was doing dark shadows yeah so they got Tom Cruise, and he he's fine. I thought I thought he did a, a good job considering what the part is. And... But uh, Stacy Jacks in the actual Broadway show is kind of the villain. Yeah, I remember you telling me that. So I don't know. I don't know the plot of this stage musical at all. I've never it's seen. Pretty it. much the same, but it's not. It's like it's like everything we just saw in the movie, but a little more cartoony. So you have the developers who are replaced in this one with the mayor and his wife. And then you have Stacy Jacks who him and his manager want money so they're extorting the bourbon or yeah, the bourbon. Yeah. And the bourbon is losing their 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 facility. So in the movie Tom Cruise because Tom Cruise can't play a bad guy. He's Tom Cruise, he can't be bad. He uh is basically in a vegetated like booze state yeah and in the show in the show 
Stacy Jacks originally was played by Chris Hardwick. Bef- oh, really? Yeah, before they went to L.A., before they went to, you know, um, Los- no, they started in L.A. at a small theater, and that was Chris Hardwick. They did a few shows in Las Vegas. That was still Chris Hardwick. But when they were going to go to Broadway, he's like, I can't do that. Mm. I can't do that. Um, so when you have someone like Chris Hardwick and then someone like Tom Cruise, you have, like, all these heavy hitters. However, Chris Hardwick played him more... Uh, as a like you know skeezy rocker yeah because he used to work for k-rock he so so he knew like all these you know rockers who treated people like garbage so that's how he played them yeah and that's how he is in the show and then here oh because in the show he bangs sherry yeah he sleeps with sherry and that's what causes this thing and this is what drove me crazy in the movie no one communicates no, no. one communicates no. well also well the thing with the movie, too, is that mm, there is not a single character in this movie that is an actual person. They are all cardboard cutouts of of. I disagree for people. one person. Who? Justice. Mary J. Blanche. Yes. Okay. She's, Absolutely. She the, is my the, favorite the saving, thing. The saving grace. She is my favorite saving grace thing. in this movie. Yeah. The by far the most talented person in the entire movie. Who? Another person who is sorely underused. Yeah, and she's phoning it in, but when she phones it in, she's great. I know. It's, you know, she could phone it in, but everything, she just has to exist, and she's fantastic. Uh, oh, God, I hate this movie so much. <laughs> okay, so, as we said before, it starts with their whole, you know, singing and dancing. She she comes, I hate the fact that they do the cliche of, she has big dreams, because in the, in the show, it's, he has big dreams, and then it cuts to him, like, mopping the floor because yeah they never establish he's a janitor he's a janitor which is not at all the case in the movie in the movie he's like a bouncer i thought he was a bartender or a barbacker i think he's both like i think he's like the bouncer and the bartender oh he's too small to be a bouncer (laughs) well he throws a guy out and that's how he he meets her oh yeah there's so many parts in this movie that are also very forgettable. Every okay, I as we were watching this, I was like, oh, I should have been writing some of the stuff down because I forgot like a whole bunch. Of I was it. trying to decide whether or not I should take notes. It, and I was like, you know what? I just hate it so much. Um, Don't put that much effort into it. Well, also, I found Diego Banata. Banetta. Banana. I'm gonna call him Diego Banana. I I found Banana Boy. Very distraction distracting distraction why'd you find him distracting like his face like his his he didn't feel like he belonged in a movie about the 80s like like everyone else had the hair he did not look like he belonged in the 80s no not until he became part of a boy band yeah that was the only time he felt like he fit i see what you mean right like his hair they're like he's like don't cut my hair your hair is not that long and they didn't even they didn't even cut they combed it. They barely com- cut. Did they actually cut anything? No, they literally just combed it back. And no, you just see a, little... a pair of scissors like come in. Yeah. Oh, crying like a little baby. Yeah, he, he's his acting's fine, but like the character is nothing like like he should be. Yeah. Anyone else? Honestly, they should have got like an actual musician, like like Ed Sheeran or like someone. <laughs> no. They should have should have got an actual musician for most of the parts in this movie. This is what kills me about so many movie musicals is that they don't cast actual singing performers Lady in the Gaga parts. Lady Gaga was considered for Sherry. I just remember that. Lady. Really? But they, she's also too old for the part. Well, this was two thousand twelve. 
Oh, yeah. Okay. She would have been like 23. Okay. Yeah. I buy that more. She. <laughs> wow, it was really that long ago. Okay. Yeah. So it was filmed in 2011. Yeah, she would have been fine. Like, and she can La- sing. I mean, Lady Gaga is a fantastic vocalist. Lady Gaga might win an Oscar this year. Really? For for A Star Is Born, the remake of A Star Is Born. Really? Apparently, it's that good. Wow. Bradley Cooper directed it. Wow. I did. I did hear that she was in that, and and she's supposed to be fantastic. She is. I'm. She's an incredibly talented performer. She's a great. She's a fantastic actress. She's an I incredible w- vocalist. I would have liked her as Sherry. I would have liked her as Sherry too. Like, I know they're going for like the sweet, wholesome vibe for Julianne Huff, but uh, Lady Gaga, you would kind of believe as as working in like. Not only the club, but also when she becomes a stripper, it's like, yeah, Lady Gaga's going to be there doing yeah. the scissor this kicks. Is a, oh, speaking speaking of the whole stripping thing, because I talked about this when we were watching it, what kills me, number one, is that Julianne Huff, who is a fantastic dancer, we barely get to see her dance, which I thought was sad. And then also, I mean, she's holding piles of money. And she's piles, like, I'm so poor. Piles of money and looking so miserable. I'm sorry. You're a waitress in a strip club. The money's not gross. You're holding piles of money and you're, you have a job and I don't understand what your problem is. But she's a waitress at this point. She's not as, she's not even a dancer at this point. I, it, like, like the things that don't make sense is, um, one thing that they glossed over and I would have liked this better i would have loved to see a whole movie about like brian cranston's brian cranston's like whole philandering with his secretary right and and the uh and the minor bdsm that was happening in the church with the rosary beads and... yeah well the the fact that that was like happening when they were singing hit me with your best shot it was like oh god why it's very cringy there's so many things like that where i feel like one or two of those kinds of on the nose moments are fine but it's every single scene every song every scene every moment everything they're trying to tie together everything is so on the nose well when we talked about brothers bloom matt pointed out that rachel vice always has to show her butt in a movie i feel like Brian Cranston always has to be seen in tidy whities <laughs> like, like Malcolm in the Middle, Breaking Bad, here. Like, I don't know why. I think he, he's also in tidy whities when he played LBJ. Like, in I, I do. That's funny. So, like, what is it with these actors? Like, they, they end up with a gimmick. And I guess Tom Cruise's is that he's, like, pasty. Like, his Stacey Jacks looked like Lestat. <laughs> like like Lestat in the 80s like oh I gotta hide yeah they can't find me so I'm gonna become how great would that have been if there was a turn and like you find out Stacey Jacks is a vampire the whole time vampire. that would have been that would have been an interesting twist oh one thing you pointed out is the whole um this it this is like a PG PG 13 movie yeah and everything is tamed so anytime it takes place in the 80s but there's no. no cocaine. There's no cocaine. <laughs> there's no. There's no like drug use. There, there's no um, talking about plastic surgery. 
No. What do, what do we say? What happened? Uh, I think it was, was it Haley who was watching it where they were in the bathroom and the door opened and there was someone on the floor. They oh, were just it, passed out as opposed to they didn't have a needle in their arm right, or yeah. anything like that. And it was Russell Brand. It was Russell. Oh, Brand. that's right. Because he, he had a, a uh, scrub brush because he was supposed to be scrubbing, but he also had like a booze bottle in his hand and be like, oh, he's not. He's Why not is he? Sh- he's, he's boozing in the bathroom. Yeah, yeah snore yeah yeah he's he's not shooting horse into his veins he's not you know riding the white pony no he's passed out drinking in the bathroom stall i want to see lines of coke i want to see you know the, i thought the movie did such a good job as far as costumes go and the costumes hair goes, are fine you know just in terms of the general setting but it's those little things where you could just have one person in the background doing lines and you could have you know i'm not one for i don't need to see a bunch of giant boobs in my face but it's the 80s <laughs> well set the scene also the other thing was the whole like strip club thing like like you you said she's wearing a leotard she's there's no way she's taking that off she is wearing a long sleeve you know chloe kardashian yeah. bodysuit these these are like broadway strippers <laughs> there's no way any of them are getting naked what kind of strip joint is this how are they still open these women are not getting naked it's like a sitcom strip club. Yeah. It's it's, it's like it's, Married with Children. Yeah. Wait, no. Married with Children, they actually had, like, they would cut away and you would just see, like, a bra on someone's face, like, implying. Yeah. So, so But no. it just doesn't do that. It doesn't, it doesn't do enough okay, to push Nic- those kinds Nickelodeon of things. Okay, it's Nickelodeon strip club. They still did it. Still worked. <laughs> no, I mean, like, um, the, the channel. Like, like, this is like. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, as we said before, this is like a PG PG thirteen yeah. movie. They had to be tame. It can't be like explicit. And oh, Julianne Huff, <laughs> she comes to you pointed out she had no game plan when she came here. So she she comes. She's yeah. She's carrying one suitcase filled with albums, and it's like Bon Jovi and Aerosmith and like Pat Benatar. Yeah, and then it gets stolen right away, and she's like, "All I have is seventeen dollars." And all my records were in there. Well, what were you going to do? You still had $17. Yeah, she, there was nothing valuable in the suitcase that was going to get her to anything. And the suitcase is the end of her. She doesn't know what she's going to... She had no plan whatsoever when she spent her money to get on a bus to go to L.A. And just figured, well, I don't know. Well, okay. So w- with Summer Flopbusters, this is making me feel nostalgic. Because there was a um, video store in Last Action Hero... And there is a record store here. And the record store made me feel so... It was a tower record. Mm-hmm. So um, that just made me feel so sad. I was like, oh, I miss the days of like music stores and video stores. Yeah. And it made me so depressed. Like the only the only scenes that I really liked... I guess that's where the $75 million went to. Recreating tower record. And, yeah. And the albums... You would think that the records would be like pristine. No, they all look like they're falling apart. Yeah, they all look used. And this don't don't you, you how you're spending that kind of money? How hard is it to have your prop department Get print some- new? You can't print new album covers. Apparently not. No, this is why I hate this movie. Yeah, it's not. It's definitely not done well. Yeah, they cut corners and like, I really don't understand where the money went. No, I, to Tom Cruise. I think twenty five million went to Tom Cruise, and 
maybe Catherine Zeta-Jones, another 25 to her because she has an Oscar. And some decent money to Alec Baldwin, and no, that's it. I don't maybe. even think so. I think maybe $5 million to him and $5 million to um, Russell Brand and maybe a million to Paul Giamatti. Paul Giamatti! Oh, my God. Paul Giamatti looks like the love child of the Time to Make the Donuts guy and, like, Ron Jeremy. Yep. <laughs> like, yes, he does. He... he he is disgusting in this movie. Which, again, technically works for his character, but another example where he's not actually a person. He's just a cartoon character. Well, his character's name is Paul. Is it really? Yeah, his character's name. You know, is- I paid so little attention to what anyone's name is, so you're, like, talking about these characters. I'm like, oh, who's that? Who's that? Okay. Well, okay, so there's Paul, and then there's the reporter played by uh, Malin Ackerman. Malin? Malin? M-A-L. Sure, one of those. Who... Her- Constance Sack, isn't that her name? Yeah, that one made me laugh, which is why I remember it. Constance Sack. Well, she, she's not in the show either. Like, yeah, her scene. You said that uh, the scene between Stacy Jacks and Const, whatever her name is, uh, was really a scene between Stacy Jacks and Sally Sherry. Jupiter. Yeah, she was that. Sally Jupiter and Watchmen. <laughs> um, yeah, that scene is where he's. Wanting to know what love is. That is a euphemism if I've ever heard it. Uh, they're in a bathroom stall in the show and it's Sherry cheating on... Um, Diego. Diego. Or, yes. or whatever the hell his name is. Banana Drew, Man. Drew. Drew. <laughs> Drew Banana Man. Yeah. Um, she's cheating on Drew in the show. And in the movie, all she does is bump into him like headfirst into crotch like she drops the the bottle and then bam and so and her shirt gets slightly fallen off her shoulder so then it's the 80s so he just banged um sally jupiter and he's zipping up his fly though not really banged which is which was really another weird thing, and another confusing. another like pg it's the, like very bizarre they're they're rolling around in their underwear and and they're acting like they just definitely had sex but they definitely didn't it's like these really bizarre not realistic at all suggestions of sex it's you know it's like that whole south park joke about trying to sell sex to to like teenagers (laughs) (laughs) you gotta wear your purity rings yeah yeah like it's it's like that and uh oh because that was an that that was another thing that I talked about. Like I was watching a bunch of other stuff. Did you ever see the movie Brick? Joseph Gordon Levitt? No. So in that movie he has a sex scene and and it starts with him making out with the girl and then it cuts to them and they're still fully clothed. <laughs> and and, and they're, they're smoking supposed- they're smoking cigarettes like As though they've had sex. Yeah. That kind of thing kills me. Yeah. It's like if you're gonna have a scene like that in the movie, have the sex scene in the movie. But but this is like oh we can't get that R rating so uh, they I've seen more on on uh on a an NBC show Riverdale yep that's a terrible show but oh so delicious <laughs> uh so yeah so Diego Bonita thinks that that sh- banana 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 Consuela banana hammock <laughs> thinks that they um. That she cheated on him, where in the show, she flat out does. And he's less upset in the show than he is in in the movie. Like, like you would have thought that she, like, 
she not only was shooting up heroin, she then went on a bender with Tom Cruise. Not only did they have sex, but they killed his family. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, and I don't understand. So let me get this straight. So the girl that you're quote unquote in love with walks out of a guy's dressing room with this suggestion that maybe something happened. Well, not only does he she walk out of his his dressing room but it's her job because she is a waitress if he asks for goods and or services she needs to provide him with that and what do you know he asked her to get her some booze and she was going to do that so his first assumption is that they screwed each other because like he he's like where's sherry and the door shuts his dressing room and everyone's out there and he doesn't think, oh, well, it could be a different groupie. Right. He automatically, like, there is no trust in I'm this I'm just relationship. immediately going to assume. Yeah. Well, clear. I mean, aside from no trust, and then she slaps him, and it's... Well, it's not like she's like, Stacey Jax is on my list, so honestly, tonight, I am going to be boning this guy. <laughs> yeah. It's not like she said that. It's basically the fact that he is insecure he will never be a rock star. And and treats her like trash because of it, which this is the that's the kind of thing that just it's so cheesy and and overdone and I I feel like if like the events of this year didn't happen with with you know Me Too and with Me Too which right on. Yes. <laughs> People who listen, I actually am a very big feminist. I I do support everything. But if this movie came out or if that movement came out that year this film would have never been made. Either never have been made or I think it could have been made, but it would have been done very differently. Yeah. Because I think I there's so many things that could have been done well and could have been so much more... Women are literally treated like pieces of property. They are, This is... That's what I'm saying. There's not a single character who's a real person and the women... I mean, as far as the Bechdel test goes, it fails miserably. <laughs> and I mean, not just like a normal fail, like really, really, really bad. Wouldn't you love to see a scene between um, either Mary J. Blige or um, Julianne Huff or Julianne Huff and... Malin Ackerman basically being like hey have you been you know I heard that you were uncovering this giant scandal for the mayor's office have you heard anything about that yeah (laughs) passes the Bechdel test yep yep and it's just I mean I suppose you could make the argument that Mary J. Blige and Julian Huff uh talk about you know the stripping thing and blah 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 blah, but it's really about her getting away from this guy yeah and that's all it's about and well it's and it's not empowering either you know plenty of people there's no you you want to strip and make money fine good for you and it's just it's supposed to be so degrading which I think is such bs Mary J. Blige claims that it's empowering she's like oh you get to uh show dominance over the men no you don't no you don't no (laughs) everything about this movie that's why i hated so much like i felt so dirty oh so i the other movies that came out that like tanked this movie so this movie did better than adam sandler's that's my boy did not see that it was terrible I, i didn't even see it like when it was in theaters, I saw it on FX. Yeah. When they censored everything. Um, but this did better than that, but it didn't do better than Abraham Lincoln Vampire Hunter. Also a terrible movie. Madagascar 3, um, whatever, uh, Europe's Most Wanted. The one know, where yeah. uh, Francis McDormand plays the cop who sings Edith Piaf. I haven't seen any of those movies. Prometheus. And then 
Avengers had already been out for a month, but it was still doing way better. I than... mean, yeah, it was also freaking Avengers. So it was the first There's one. that and um, Dark Shadows did better than this, too. Yeah. So this this did not do well. And honestly, I I don't blame it. I, did... I, I I understand. I mean, I think one of the reasons why I love this movie so much is not because the story's good and not because the people in it are really good. You and like the song. I this is this is my music. I, this this but is how my can music. this be your music, Mallory, when they don't sing your songs to completion? They do not. They Which sing, is frustrating. They sing five songs. There's like twenty songs. You said you have the soundtrack. It's like what fifteen twenty songs. I know. I could look. But but it's long. Yeah, it's a long list. But of those songs, only five out of 20 are sung all the way through. Yeah. And um, I yeah. think I'm starting to like this movie less and less, which is making me sad now. Oh, <laughs> that's what that's what we do on the bagel basket. Thank you. Thank you very much, Scott. So it's much appreciated. You're welcome. So they only sing Dead or Alive, Wanted Dead or Alive. And that scene makes no sense because... Um, when he's singing it, he's like, yeah, I'm a cowboy. And in the musical, she sings it uh, with him like they do in the movie. Who does? Sherry. Oh, okay. Sherry does because she, her her and, uh, okay, I'm starting to remember it. Her and Drew have a fight. Yeah. And that's why, like, like he's like, you're holding me back from my music and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And she's like, well, your your dreams are dumb. I have dreams too. And he's like, what dreams? Where here, it's like, I support you. I support you, too. I think you're cheating on me. Yeah. Yep. And, Makes absolutely no sense. And that this scene is what causes that. Because in the musical, she goes, she sings the part that, you know, Sherry sings in the movie. But it has a purpose. Yeah. It's like, no, what? Screw you. I'm going to sleep with Stacey Jacks to prove you wrong. Yeah. Where in, in the movie... um. It makes no sense. Yeah, it's it, like it's like it sounds to me like they took the stage musical, they put it in a blender, and then took out all the chunky bits, and then threw it on a screen. Well, the stage musical's like three hours long. Hell yeah. Well, it's ninety minutes and an intermission, then ninety minutes. Still, again. it's a long, long musical. There's like thirty songs. We got to get through all these songs. Yeah, and. But that probably means that there's an actual story. There's character development. There's. An actual interesting something happening. I mean, once again, I'm impressed that Tom Cruise sang the way he sang. I really, I he did when a really I heard, good job. Yeah, when I heard that he was in this, I was very, very surprised, and I had serious reservations about his ability to sing. And I think that was one of the things is that I had such low expectations for this movie, and then I was surprised. He was one of the big surprises in it. With that said. Everything else is terrible. Yeah, it's a, it's, it's what I like. This is one of the movies that I like to call a messy movie. It's a very, very, very messy, messy movie that feels very thrown together. This is an intervention movie. This is a film where, like, I never support like a, a studio stepping in to fix stuff. This is a movie that the studio should have stepped in, and they're yeah. like. This is a mess. We trusted you, Adam. How could you yeah. do this to us, it, Mr. Shankman? It kind of it kind of feels also like it's the kind of movie that they put together quickly, and 
whether or not they did, it feels like it was kind of slapped together. Four years to make this movie. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like that. It doesn't feel like there was a decent effort put into it. It feels like it was thrown together quickly, hoping that the studio could put out a movie to compete with the other movies that were being released, which was one ridiculous because there was no way that was going to happen considering the other releases. And so I think it was also a poorly timed release as far as why it didn't do well, aside from it just being a bad movie. But it just didn't feel like the love was there for the actual film. I feel like in the hands of another director, this would have been really good. I'd say another director and somebody else to... I they, Do people have outsiders just come in, look at the script objectively and be like, this is what's terrible? Because that kills me. So as a state... Because you mentioned that I have a background in community theater and I do a lot of stage managing, right? Mm. So I find that when I'm watching plays, when things don't feel cohesive and they feel slapped together and they don't... It just feels like... There was no one, you know, I make it a point when I'm stage managing to step in and say, this isn't working overall. There's something missing. And so when I'm watching shows like that, I, that's what I'm thinking is, did no one come in and say that this is bad? Did no one point out all of the things that don't make sense, that don't like, work? Like Paul Giamatti singing? Yep. Paul Giamatti sings. And he's he like, should not. here I go again. He should absolutely 100% not have sung anything in this movie. And it was entirely unnecessary. It's for two seconds. You, he did not. He could have spoken that, which I thought would have actually worked better. Here I go again. He could have done that along with the beat of music as opposed to singing it. Well, know, know who his character is based on. Lou Pearlman, the man who found Backstreet Boys. New okay. And sank the guy who also sexually harassed a whole bunch of underage boy band members back in the 90s oh, gross yeah that's who his character is based on like that horrible human being yeah gross uh the man who is in prison deservedly so so like paul giamatti is another example of someone who shouldn't have been cast in this movie no Catherine zeta jones also you I, I don't understand. She is a phenomenal performer. She is a phenomenal singer. And one was not used well in this and also seriously underperformed her part. Well, I pointed out to you, Meryl Streep did the same thing in Mamma Mia. Like she she didn't she sang poorly. Why are these people uh, this, who are really This good? kills me. And I think, and I said to you as well, that I didn't want to go see Into the Woods because I had seen Meryl Streep in Mamma Mia and I didn't want to listen to her sing. But Meryl Streep is really good in Into the Woods. She's phenomenal. Okay. The people, oh, Diego Banana Boy. Yeah. He, he can't sing either. Like, he kind of can, but he's singing. He didn't, he didn't cause me physical pain the way Alec Baldwin did physical physical discomfort i mean honestly you could have also had russell brand in that role yes you could in in the drew role well and that was the other thing too i think i said that russell brand has such a lovely voice that i would have loved to have heard him sing a lot more get him to the greek is such a good movie that that's a great movie musical i haven't seen that one so i'm gonna have to put that on my list it's basically my favorite year but done with uh, I, I don't know that one either uh, I'm terrible. It's fine. Anyway, um, so my problem with the whole direction of this movie, Adam Shankman, he's a fine director. He did what he had to do with Hairspray. He did the wedding planner. Like, he does fine. But this should have felt more like Rocky. It's Rocky of Ages. You needed a director who knows, like, this time period and made it feel less, like, 
you know, a musical, like a stage musical, and more like a, you know, yeah, it's movie. N- it's not a good adaptation of a musical to a screen. It's they, it. They tried to put too much of the musical, I think, probably in a movie. But when you change formats, you need to actually change the format. They should have got the people who directed um, uh, Glow, the TV show. <gasps> oh, like, that is such a good show. As she blows out the mic. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. Jesus. I got really excited. No, no, it's fine. No, but like they did such a good job. Like if they made Rock of Ages now with those those the two creators of that show, yeah. this would have felt like a much better movie. Yep. And it wouldn't have felt like it was on it the, the biggest problem is it feels like it's on the sound stage. Yeah. That that's the same problem I have with the producers movie, which I do love the, Yes, yep. And that's what I'm they're they're doing spam a lot. Okay. But they're doing it with the person who directed the show who directed the the musical on stage yeah. as and that is not good yeah like i would love to see them do spam a lot the way they did monty python and the holy grail on like a very small budget in the in in london and with like someone like edgar wright directing yeah it. which is more in the spirit of what spam a lot actually is and and that that's what this should have been like this should have been more in the spirit of like because this is based on like 80s movies yeah it should have felt so more, make it even not cheesier but grittier yeah like like actually make la because you're in la in the 80s film la like yeah there was what, and there was no and you know i took me it took me a while to remember that this was even in la until i think they got the to the shot of the hollywood side. i'm like oh yeah we're in la but i would know that it, because the only part of la that we see in this is the hollywood sign he rides a moped in this movie yes he does he rides a moped in <laughs> which i really want to know how he got a considering that when julian huff gets on the moped with diego banana man uh or whatever the hell his name is that when we get to the hall they're not holding anything i mean she just puts his her arms around him and they go off but then suddenly we have an acoustic guitar we have a blanket we've got booze um well he had like a bag he had like a backpack okay but but an acoustic guitar did not fit fit in that he's not mary goddamn poppins he's not gonna pull a, a pull a Hold on, I got some candles and I got a blanket and I got this guitar. <laughs> yeah. It it felt like have you ever seen the movie Top Secret? No. The guys who made Airplane after they made Airplane, they made Top Secret. Okay. Which Airplane made fun of like those airplane movies of the 70s like those disaster movies. Yeah. This made fun of like World War 2 spy movies and Elvis movies. Gotcha. So Bell Kilmer plays a uh, rock musician who becomes a spy named Nick Rivers and he's like I think I'll sing a song and he reaches off camera and he pulls out a guitar that's freaking great and see that's that's, that's what, what I'm saying that's what I I think I've said it several times uh, today is that it, the movie is not aware of itself enough to make those jokes and to 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 do those things so we know how bad it is and just point it out to us well it feels we're like, aware it feels like everyone can easily get their hands on a guitar do you know how hard it is to find a guitar like like everyone has a guitar they should have called this movie like guitars and like leotards yeah guitars and leotards they're they're very they're very well placed so that anytime anyone needs a guitar for any reason whatsoever it's just magically there and i also love how tom cruise is playing uh an electric guitar uh with his amp right on the edge of his pool 
I really question his sincerity as a musician because unless he's trying to kill himself, yeah, you have that. Li- he, d- I, I would doubt someone, a musician of that caliber, would have that little respect for his instruments to have them that. This close is to the also water. the second time, or actually, this is the first time it hasn't happened yet, but this is the first time where Alec Baldwin, who is I think younger in real life, or maybe a little older than Tom Cruise, or they're the same age, is no supposed idea. to be older than tom cruise and he's supposed to be this young man because they do it tom cruise is supposed to be a young man in this because yeah (laughs) because they also do it in mission impossible rogue nation where where alec baldwin's supposed to be the you know veteran old timer alec baldwin i forgot about that that he was in that movie yeah and and tom cruise is supposed to be the young man stop it tom cruise you're 55 yeah or 50 yeah Act your age. Like. Yeah. I mean, he looks pretty good for his age. Because but... he's a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. And, like, the, this whole movie just felt like like a, a whole... They're trying to get past the whole Scientology thing. Like, it, it, but it felt like it was a secret, like, look how cool Scientology is. You get to play the guitar and you get to be Tom yeah. Cruise. It wouldn't, it wouldn't surprise me at all if that had a lot to do with with why the story was changed the way it was. And he does. I, I know for a fact that he does change a lot when he goes into a movie like um, his character always has to be the good guy. Don't take the part then. Right. Like Don't take the part you want to play good guys go find a script where where there's a good guy part for you i think he's only played a bad guy once and i think that's interview with the vampire and then the only other which is a fantastic fantastic movie the only other time besides that he played kind of he's not a bad guy but he's not not a great guy in the lions for lambs uh robert redford's movie where he plays a crooked politician okay i don't know that one it's fine <laughs> you don't need to i don't it. know the majority of the movies that you talk about it's fine um but tom cruise like when he goes into a movie th- they were talking about it um when he made american made the movie that just came out where he played the pilot who who flew all the cocaine for the colombian cartel for the cia oh i haven't even see i only from my tom cruise interest is stops at mission impossible mine too but I found out, like, I, I watched an interview. Oh, Mission Impossible and Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow is great. I haven't seen that one. That's great. <laughs> Groundhog Day with Aliens? It's great. Oh, is it really? Yeah, it's really good. Isn't Emily Blunt in that? Yeah. She's and great. I do love her. She's great She's freaking great. Speaking of Mary Poppins. Um, so, like, like they were they were doing this interview, and they're like, yeah, when Tom came on, like, the, the script was, like, much different. It was very darker. And he's like, let's lighten it up. So I feel like that's what they did here. It's like... No, I don't think Stacy Jacks is the bad guy. I think he's actually the good guy. Yeah, what? that's another example of my theater background and some of the little, you know, side film project thingies that I've done is this is the part. Like, I understand certain things may be changing here and there for different reasons, but this is the part. There's a reason why it's written the way it is. <laughs> and I pointed out to you, so Adam Shankman directed this and Hairspray. Tom Cruise is in this. John Travolta's yes, hairspray. Yes, you did. Yes, yes. Clearly, there's a there's a they're something all going, going on that. clear. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I just, I I'm sorry. I hate this movie. I hate it. There's so many flaws. Do Do you hate it? I'm I, a little unclear. I'm thanks. a little confused. You sound like my wife. <laughs> well, no. I do like her better than you. That's fine. <laughs> Quiet. 
you stay. <laughs> Go away. <laughs> um, no, it's just the women, the female roles are very underwritten. Yep. The male roles are surprisingly underwritten too. It's yeah. There's when, none of them are people. When your best character is Paul Giamatti. To me, he was like the most well-rounded character. And he was the only one who had clear motivations for everything. He, that that made sense. I mean, yeah, he's a jerk and, and he's gross and all these things. But he clearly, he has a money motivation and he's manipulative. And he at least seems like he's on the fringe of being a real boy. But Catherine Zeta-Jones, as the other villain, made, made no, no sense. sense. <laughs> Absolutely none. And, and it really is... A shame it just brings everything completely down she's her her whole shtick is that she had a thing for this rocker when she was younger and 30 years later she wants because to exact her never revenge called again. Like, i mean that's like next level cuckoo and noah would have been great if after seeing that brian cranston just leaves he takes his secretary they move to new mexico ah he, he changes his name yes. to Walter. <laughs> yes 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 you find out her name's Skylar. Yes. And it's just breaking bad. Oh my gosh, so good. He becomes a science teacher. It's great. <laughs> that would have been great. I concur. Just Ugh. I can't I I'm gonna beat this dead horse. God damn it, make make Russell Brand talk to the talk to the freaking camera. Yeah. It's bullshit. Like it it would have been such a better movie. I would have liked this movie more if he was like, Oh, Hello again. Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. And he'd and, be the perfect person to do that. And another continuity error, like when him and um, Baldwin are doing I Can't Stop This Feeling, they they show flashbacks of them and he has his regular Russell Brand hair, but he's wearing this ugly wig throughout the movie. Why don't you just have him have his regular Russell Brand hair? I know I'm nitpicking about like cousins. No, I no, I don't think it's nitpicking. I think those little things like continuity, they I find them very very distracting. When I'm watching a movie and there are things like that, when even even something as small as someone not having a cup in the same hand, and maybe that's just me because I pick up on those kinds of things, but it's just, you know, have your hair be the same or why is that necessary? But or, I would have been I was more comfortable with seeing him with his regular hair yeah. and it has nothing like I was also I was comfortable seeing, you know, Alec Baldwin with that ugly wig, but but I Which was Which is not a bad wig. Yeah, it but It was ugly, but it was bad. But not bad. Russell Brand's hair looks so fake and his character was so wasted. Just Russell Brand would have saved this movie. I yes, truly he would. believe. Yes, he would. There I think well, aside from Russell Brand, I think there were a lot of things that would have save this movie considering several actors who should not have been in it at all the whole new kids on the block scene like that whole thing yeah i get it that <gasps> sorry sorry i'm just remembering a huge speaking of continuity i think i was getting really really irritated with the whole so they're doing the new kids on the block scene right mm -hmm. and then uh then drew banana walks off the stage to uh go find julianne huff right so we clearly know that they're lip syncing and then they're chatting and chatting and chatting and then julianne huff gets up to start singing don't stop believing and then he starts singing so i have several questions in the scene one were they lip were the mics hot or not who is the sound person who is turning these mics on and off was the mic always hot and did the entire bar hear the entire conversation i feel like paul giamatti was like listen 
don't turn their mics on. Not at all. Unless he gets up on the side railing and stands up and we shine the spotlight. And it looks like he's about to start singing. Then sing. And then I'm going to yell at him that he destroyed his career. It's just, it's all far too convenient. And it's just, and, and it's just, it's just, it's very sloppy movie making. It's sloppy writing. And they said that rock and roll or rock was dead and that pop was taking over where that that's another inaccuracy it wasn't in the 80s it wasn't rock and roll was dying well it was but it was that heavy metal was coming and it was hip-hop that was taking over yeah for for we're, we're entering the early 90s so yeah so so he should have been like a vanilla ice type of guy yeah he shouldn't instead because backstreet wasn't coming you know we were New talking kids about, on the block wasn't yeah, until 1991 yeah it's it's too soon for those boy bands to be coming out yeah like oh god how do you really feel scott you it doing just, okay over it there it just makes me so mad like everything about it and uh oh the monkey tom cruise has a has a baboon yeah and that's so dangerous like like uh banana man high fives the baboon after uh he punches the monkey punches paul giamatti in the face right and he high fives him like a real baboon not only would he high five him he would break his hand off and then he would rip out the guy's throat. yeah and it's like okay so he's got a kooky pet that is that is you know well trained but and the monkey dresses like Gaddafi. <laughs> he dressed well, like Gaddafi. don't most baboons do that no oh it was news to me just everything about this movie like I, I feel like if tom cruise wasn't in this like i feel like tom cruise's siren song voice distracted us from realizing that's what you know and it's funny that you say that because i remember being shocked in the theater absolutely floored that he could sing like that because i actually re- i actually really liked his voice i thought he had a really his nice tone to his voice fine. and but I'm saying that I was so surprised by it that it was it was those kinds of things that I was surprised by that made me completely go, you know, amnesiac on all of the stuff that is so wrong and bad and terrible with this movie. I still I still enjoyed it, you know, I think primarily probably because of the music, even though they cut the songs and, and the, they do terrible things to it. And Pat Benatar scene, is not singing her songs. And the only scene that I thought was funny was. When Tom Cruise goes to woo um, Malin Ackerman, Sally Jupiter, and he's like, you, and everyone's like, oh, Stacy Jacks. And he's then starting the, to go walk he, slowly through the crowd to try and just win her and, 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 you know, make out with her and be with her forever. Or as the end shows, you put a baby in her. Which she very, very um, well-timed points to her belly when the camera's looking at her. Right, but when the girl grabs Tom Cruise's face and starts making out with him, and he's like, huh, just he, another Tuesday. And he's just, you know, holding up his one finger, just like, hold on, I'm, I, we're, I, just wait, I'm still, I, oh, she's still making out with me, hold on. I feel like that happened to Tom Cruise, like, all the time in, like, the 90s, and, like, like no one thought it was like cheating, like, his wife, or, like, everyone's like, oh, that, That's this That's just again. what happens. Like, like that that I laughed I was like oh this probably happened to him yeah. like all the time like he always got mobbed yeah so we've come to the end every it, they save the they save the place they do the cliche they save the place he uh Diego Banana Man writes don't stop believing so yeah I said that to you I was like 
he's at the Hollywood sign and he's like, I'm going to sing you my song. And he starts singing, don't stop believing. And then I turn, you know, I'm like, so we're going to take that away from them. Oh yes. Yep. <laughs> um, and they all end up happily ever after. And then it's your favorite thing with uh, Catherine Zeta Jones. Oy. Oh, oh, with Catherine. So she walks in with the Khloe Kardashian bodysuit and the black leather hat and clearly heels. And she's like slowly. She looks like Freddie Mercury. And, yeah. And she's like slowly skirting her way into her seat. And she's just holding this thing of popcorn. And it's just the it's just a small little thing that's the dumbest funniest little thing where all of a sudden this woman who was in her very classic you know suits so she's in this outfit it's the popcorn that kills me that she's at this concert and she, she bought the popcorn she looked like she should have been in the producers in springtime yeah for yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> which so, we may or may not have broken out into singing while watching this movie so we've come to the end and what we always do on the show out of 13 bagels 13 is the best you can give it one is uh, zero is the worst now the 13 bagels, how many are you taking out and how many are you giving? How many? Okay. I'm going to give it. So considering how technically bad the movie was, I mean, from a lot of perspectives, I'm going to keep it very, very low. However, I'm going to give it at least a few bagels because I did enjoy aspects of the movie. And every time I've seen this movie and it ends, I usually have a smile on my face. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it three bagels. Wow. I'm, I thought you were going to give him more. Really? Yeah. I'm no, I'm very objective. I thought you were going to give this like six or seven bagels. Oh no, 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 no. I know. I know a bad movie when I see it, just because I enjoy it doesn't mean that it, that it deserves more bagels than it really should. I think three bagels is being generous considering how how ridiculous it is. This gets one bagel. All right. Well, we're not that far apart. I was tempted. I When they told me, so we rented this. I, I never let the people who are guest co-hosting have to pay for this or watch it. So that's why you guys watch it with me. Um, so I'm the one who is taking the fiscal responsibility. Oh, well, thank you. Um because I had to rent this, I gave this on Voodoo, I gave it half a star. <laughs> <laughs> out of out of four or five stars, I gave this half a star. Yeah. So I was tempted to give this half a bagel, but I'm, I'll give it one bagel because of, I thought Tom Cruise was great. That's half. Yep. And then that entire scene that I love. Yep. Um, but everything else, you know, Banana Man, uh, he doesn't feel as big of a star as everyone else. Like, he feels outshadowed. Like, yeah. He doesn't have enough of a presence in it to make it believable that he's going to be this this big thing, that he's supposed to be some talented, soon-to-be rocker. And also, the way they idolize rock and roll is like, have you... I don't think you're hearing the songs. You guys are acting like you're, you're heavy metal, but you're singing Journey. Yeah, it doesn't do a good representation of the of the way musicians were of that time, right. which makes everything... Uh, hard to believe and hard to kind of accept you know i get tom cruise is supposed to be this aging rocker who has problems with his band and he's difficult and all of these things and it's just they don't push it enough for it to be kind of funny and and you know a little nudge to to us but it's it's too underdone in that sense that it's just bad well banana man um is like i'm all rock and roll i'm like no you're late for your shift at abercrombie and fish yeah like yeah you're, little, he's you're a, a very he, pretty he's a little man. Too, yeah, I was just going to say that. He's a little too pretty. He's yeah. a little too pretty for you're him. You're a very beautiful man. He, he doesn't, yeah. 
You've got those thick eyebrows and that dimple in your chin. Yeah, he's, you're not he's rocking just, everything. He's just a little too pretty to look at. Yeah, I kind of. I'm, I'm now. I'm curious. What would Jamie? What would Christian Grey be like? That I don't know. I can't picture him in that. I I can't. He's he's also too pretty. So you need an uggo, is what you're saying? I'm just saying. Well, here's the thing: is that yeah, okay, handsome, fine. But when they're too pretty, it's it's distracting. I, I get distracted by shiny, pretty things. What can I say? Uh, so we've come to the end. Thank you for being here, Mallory. Thank you for having me. And we will have you back at the end of the summer. Oh, yay! So uh, we have something planned for, for you. We're not going to say what it is. But <laughs> it is one of the worst movies ever made. Yes. It's pretty bad. Yeah. Um, so until next time, you can find us on Twitter at writer no vowels bagel all vowels basket no vowels they only let you have a certain number of characters for it interesting it's awful um email us writers bagel basket at gmail.com you can uh like us subscribe to us give us a good review on itunes apple um stitcher google play soundcloud or go to curlandonfilm.com to the writers bagel basket section just uh, subscribe to us and we want to hear from you so until next time, I'm Scott Kerland. And I'm Mallory Saverin. Bye.